Sport, Insight, Inspiration. This is your host, Arup Sones. Welcome to Kite Talks. This is our third season and there's a lot to learn, lot to listen to. Enjoy. All right, we are live. Uh, welcome to Kite Talks. Uh, we have a special guest all the way from Toronto, other side of the pond. Uh, we have Rishi Lal with us. Rishi is the Director of Corporate Partnerships and Business Development at the Canadian Hockey League. Rishi, really appreciate you taking the time out for us today. No worries. Big, big fan of you. Big fan of uh, Kite Talks and uh, really excited to, uh, to, to join you. Appreciate, appreciate the kind words. Uh, Rishi, um, you're the sponsorship guy, aren't you? Uh, you're, you're the guy people go to when, when uh, I mean, uh, the brands need to come in. Um, I, I, I spoke to you earlier about, I mean, our audience, and I don't want to jump at your experience at the CHL. We'll talk about that. But uh, I want to talk about a little bit about your first break into the industry. How did you start out? You've been in the industry almost a couple of decades. Uh, I mean, our, our listeners would love to know uh, maybe a couple of stories from there. For sure. So uh, again, thank thank you for having me. Um, I uh, I did my undergrad at a, a, a place called York University, which is in Toronto, and I did uh, political science and communications. And so I loved obviously the communication side of things, but I love politics. And so I wanted to get into the, uh, the political side of things. And so the last couple of years, I focused on that. Um, and then uh, I, I forayed a little bit in that um, during my, my, my school year. And um, it's the best way to put this. The, uh, I realized that my moral compass was a little different than, than I think what was needed in, in, in politics. Uh, and and uh, uh, I, I, I'd like to try to do everything I do with integrity and try to be fully transparent. And uh, politics does not um, allow for that at, at all times. Uh, the time, the ability to affect change is there. Um, but in order to get there, it's a bit of a, a dotted zigzaggy line to get there where I feel like by the time your ability to affect change happens, um, not that you're morally bankrupt, but, uh, you, have, uh, you've changed. And so, uh, and I think maybe that's just me because there are some wonderful leaders, Gandhi, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, a lot of people who, who do wonderful things and, and are uncompromising men uh, and women, but uh, I just realized that was uh, was not a path that I I, uh, I could undertake. And so I, I, I looked at what I really wanted to do and what I really got excited about and would make me run to work and then and then run home to see see my family. And it was sports, and I'm so passionate about sports, and so I need to figure out a way to to break in. And so um, I loved, I tried to marry my passion for communications and writing uh, with sports. And so uh, after my time at York, I did a postgraduate uh, um, program at uh, a Humber College here and learned to write a little bit and, and then wanted to get in the, the broadcasting side. Uh, and so uh, I, I uh, was fortunate enough. Uh, that was during, a postgraduate degree in journalism, right? In journalism, correct. Yeah. Okay. Wow. And, and so uh, after journalism, uh, I was a two-year program. And the first year I applied, uh, there's uh, a, a TV network here called TSN, uh, mm-hmm. which 
at the time was the, 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 the premier sports network. Um, and I applied for the internship my first year, didn't get in, but told, hey, we only accept five kids a year. Uh, you're at the top of the list, applied during your last year. We'll get you into an internship. There's a small stipend associated with it. Um, and you work for them for six months, which potentially could turn into a full-time job. And, and so uh, I took their advice and, and applied and, and, and the second time got in. Um, and from there, that kind of started my first uh, um, uh, foray into the, the sports journalism world. And I remember going into that newsroom, 100 TVs in the newsroom, all these uh, famous on-air celebrities that you see on TV you grew up with. Um, so I was a wide-eyed kid uh, who, who, who looked around and was just like, man, okay, I've made it. I've, I've, I've seen the show and I've seen t- this networks growing up. You know, what else could I ask for? Uh, and and uh, it was um, a great learning experience. Uh, and it, it's a great human experiment because there are 20, 30 people in that newsroom watching sports, commenting on sports, writing about sports, and, and each person has their own passion and, and ambitions. Um, it was uh, uh, kind of a trial by fire there, but it was uh, an experience I would not trade for anything. You were at TSN for uh, more, than, more than five years. So. Yeah, just, just about five years. And so during each time, uh, and again, I think if for some of your younger listeners there, uh, just a, a, a key takeaway would be just don't give up if you really want to do something. I realized that, look, after my, my uh, political experience uh, or lack thereof, I realized that I didn't have a secondary plan to fall back on. And while all your self-help books and, and your parents and everybody will tell you you need something to fall back on, I actually don't agree with that. I think you, if you have something to fall back on, you're not going to dive headlong in to what you're really passionate about. And if you look at all of, of, of successful, ambitious people who have accomplished great things, they don't have a secondary plan because their first, second, and third plan is their first plan. And so there's no safety. So you just got to dive headlong into it and um, put all your effort, everything you have into what you're passionate about. Um, and, and, and you won't fail. You can't fail because there's no other plan. So you're going to scratch, claw, and do everything you can to succeed. And so um, that, that's kind of what, what, uh, what I learned um, uh, during, during um, school and during uh, the first five years of my career. Um, but yeah, I was there five years. And about three years in, I realized, man, this is kind of, it was fun. It was exciting. But I needed a, a new challenge. And I needed something. I was good at what I was doing, but I wasn't great. And so uh, were, were my... Um, real strengths lie is in relationships, building relationships and, and, and putting creative ideas together and marrying the two. And I, I realized that at a fairly young age. And when you're in a newsroom huddled, writing scripts uh, for anchors, um, it was fun. Great, great um, um, peer group and great friends that I still cherish and have to this day. But um, I realized there's something else. I started to look at how I can work on the business side of things uh, and potentially marry my journalism skills and work for uh, a public relations, uh, a BPR for an NFL team, uh, a national football league team. That's kind of what I wanted to do. So from year three to year five, I just did a ton of research and figured out what do I need to do to break into that side of the business? Because look, uh, you know, there are so many talented people out there that want to work in sports. 
um, because yeah. it's uh, um, it's a fun, exciting, highly visible um, a place. So I need to differentiate myself. And so I remember sitting in my basement, opening up our, our, our national newspaper here, the Toronto Star, front page story about um, uh, a, uh, a Canadian who works for the New York Giants, a guy named Kevin Abrams, and about his success and his stories. And within that story, it talked about getting a post, uh, your master's degree in sports uh, administration. And uh, Ohio University came up uh, multiple times. And that article said, look, if you want to break in the, into the sports industry and you want to really be successful and have a great network at your disposal, you go to Ohio University. And so uh, I, I looked at it. And from that point forward, uh, again, I talked about not having a secondary plan. I only applied to Ohio University. I did all my research wow. school for, for, for me. Um, and all the research I've done was the best school. Uh, and it, it's to this day, uh, pretty much every year it's voted the world's, not just North America, the world's best uh, sports management program. Um, and and it, it, it's, it's, I think it's, if it's not the number one school, it's number two. And, and it's been that way for, for 15, 20 years. Uh, and so I packed uh, my girlfriend, who's now my wife at the time, uh, into our, our Toyota Corolla. Uh, we drove the eight hours from Toronto uh, and uh, went in and met our executive director, Jim Kaler, and um, met with three Canadians, actually, who were in the program that uh, put me through the ringer. And this was even before I even got uh, accepted. I didn't even apply at this point. I just wanted to go down and confirm everything that I've read. Uh, mm -hmm. So the were, uh, and, and it's cool because you, they're recruiting you in while you're evaluating them um, because they only accept 20, 25 kids each year in, and, and there's a significant applicant pool. And so I went in and, and, and they showed me around and uh, I just fell in love with the place. It's a, a small little oasis in the, uh, in southern uh, southern Ohio, um, which uh, which uh, I fell in love with, and, and so did my wife. Um, and so we uh, we uh, we came back, and again, it's a tough place to get in, but again, persistence. I went in, and I did. Uh, I had a lot of experience at TSN, but that was it. Um, and so I know I needed more experience. So I, while I was working full time at TSN, I did an internship. Uh, in the Canadian Football League, which is our professional football, uh, American Football League, um, and uh, for a, a team called the Toronto Argos. So I was working there uh, every other day um, while working full-time, um, and I was doing a few other things to help uh, uh, increase my resume to get in. And uh, I remember um, uh, applying and, and uh, um, getting in, uh, getting that call. Uh, while I was at TSN, I remember I was drinking a Coke and, and, and commenting on a, writing on a game. And I got that call and it was, uh, was, was, was the best call. Uh, uh, just a culmination of a lot of hard work. Um, and, uh, and from there, it was, uh, was a game changer. Ohio was just an absolute game changer for me and, and uh, countless other students who have who've gone there. Oh, that's, that, that's amazing. Some uh, really... Uh, uh solid advice uh, for, for a lot of folks, uh, you know, appreciate that. Um, Rishita, in, in Canada, I mean, you're Canadian, is it, is it everyone's sort of dream who's working in, in sport who want to work with hockey in, in Canada? Is it, is it safe to say that? 89% of Canadians say hockey is part of our national fabric. Oh, I, I mean, time you can get uh five people to agree on what color the sky is 
but 89% of Canadians think hockey is part of the national fabric. So uh, I think the answer to your question would be yes. Uh, everybody, uh, at least growing up here, it's ingrained. I mean, and even, I mean, Canada is such a diverse country. Uh, we have so many uh, new immigrants coming in. And it's, it's, it's Toronto is our largest city. Uh, I think 2030, 2035, um, visible minorities are going to surpass um, non-minorities, non-visible minorities. Um, it's one of the most diverse, beautiful cities in the world. Um, I know you've been once, but uh, to our listeners there, if you're looking for, for a wonderful city, come, come visit uh, Toronto. Um, but uh, uh, everybody, for the most part, does uh, the new immigrants want to assimilate and they want to come in and they learn hockey. We have Punjabi broadcasts uh, of our, our, our hockey night in Canada, uh, and, and, and it's, um, it's part of our culture, whether you're born here or not. And so it's a really, really uh, wonderful thing that we have. Uh, I'm a hockey fan uh, um, for sure. Uh, I also love American football and, uh, and, and basketball as well. Uh, but yeah, hockey is uh, as ingrained in this culture as, as, uh, as anything um, uh, that we have here. So, I mean, post your, um, uh, your degree at, at Ohio, did you envision yourself uh, working with uh, the CHL, with the Canadian Hockey League? And, and, and how did that sort of journey happen? And, and then you can sort of tell us a little bit about your role there as well. For sure. I hope, I hope your listeners have some time because it's going to be a bit of a securities journey. <laughs> no, no. Uh, after, after grad school, again, uh, I, I wanted to go into PR, but my um, executive director, uh, when I first got there, was like, you're not a, a PR journalism person. I'm like, Jim, I've done a postgraduate degree. Uh, a whole bunch of uh, my whole entrance essay to get in was on uh, on PR. So give me three months in the program and then come back to me. You're a sponsorship guy. And he could see that. And, and now looking at it, it was right in front of my nose, but I didn't have the experience to uh, know what sponsorship was really. I had an idea because we did a lot of sponsorship uh, at TSN, but um, I had no idea. And so three months in, I come slinking into the chair. I'm like, Jim, you were right. I love sponsoring favorite thing to do. And, and, and from that point on, I just immerse myself in it and, and I can't see myself doing anything else. Uh, it's just a great, great path. Um, you get to flex your um, social skills. You get to flex your creative skills, your interpersonal, your relationship skills. Uh, and again, talking about integrity, you, you're, they're buying, yes, they're buying the brand, but they're buying you and that trust with you um because when, when i go in i mean i work for them when, when we're, we're, we're putting partnerships together my job is to yes i work for the league my job is to work for you and be your biggest advocate tell you when you're doing things great and tell you when you're doing things wrong and then they can tell us when they our partners uh, are great at telling us when they think we're we're not doing um um uh, things great and so uh that relationship and that dialogue to me is so important and that's what i love about it a lot of times i mean going on meetings and lunch meetings i mean I'm surprised you get paid to do that because that's so much fun. I aspect of it. It's, it's, it's amazing. And then on top of that, I get to put together creative programs that help reach their business objectives. I, I mean, that, that help um, uh, hit upon their KPIs and, and, and seeing the programs you put together with your partners under the big lights. I mean, what, 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 what's, what, what's better than that? Um, but so I fell in love with sponsorship and I worked at the university of Virginia um, which uh, is in Charlottesville uh, for a year, um, selling um, sponsorship there. And then we came back. I always wanted to get in sponsorship sales uh, after, after school, 
Um, but I knew, I knew, I realized I wasn't there quite yet. And I knew I wanted to sell in those big deals. I needed some strategic backing and I needed some um, uh, infrastructure of my own um, to make decisions and to, to speak the language of, of the C-suite. And so I took a bit of a, a step back and worked on the agency side. Had a few sales opportunities with some big organizations, but um, I, and again, for, for your listeners who are, 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 are stuck or figuring out what to do, um, what's helped me and, and my suggestion would be to, to take a long-term view of your career. Always take a long-term view. Don't always look at the brand, uh, the name uh, on the front of the shirt um, or the prestige of the brand. Um, look at what skills you need to succeed. Look at some really successful people and how they've taken their careers to another level um, and what they've done, um, because that's going to be a good path for you. Every path is different, but there are some key general takeaways you can take. And, and when I did that, I'm like, man, a lot of them look like they took a step back. Um, but when you look at it, they went two or three steps forward after that experience because they took a long-term uh, view. And I looked, I knew I was lacking in some strategic uh, initiatives, um, how to put together um, uh, great, great programs and being on the agency side. So we were uh, a sponsorship agency. Uh, I think when we started, I was 60th or 16th uh, employee that they hired. And now they're, I think well over a hundred, they've been bought by a big, big, big agency. And so it was a great learning ground. And I learned how to become a professional there. I went from being um, a, a, a uh, to use a, a North American metaphor, a AAA baseball player into the Major League Baseball um, uh, a player because I learned how to speak. I learned what a good proposal looks like, what a bad proposal looks like, more importantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I learned, I got exposure to the sea level um, uh, of major major corporations in Canada and some of the top sponsorship spenders there. It was such a mismatch for my personality because uh, I was challenged every single day because I was a, a sponsorship guy and, and a relationship guy. And this worked on it, flexed a whole new group of, of muscles and skills that I didn't have or I needed to work on. And so I hated every single minute of my three years there. But I will tell you the stuff I learned there helped me um, close the largest deal in Lee history at the CHO. And that's wow. directly from my experience uh, at the agency level. And again, I hated every single minute of it. I went in, was miserable. Uh, but looking back on it, those three years were the best three years of my life in terms of personal development and growth. And um, so uh, again, for your listeners, if, if, if you're looking for some tips and tricks, there's no shortcut to the top, uh, only uh, a, a shortcut to the middle. And if you want to look for a hack, to, to, to get to the top, there isn't any. I mean, you have to work and you got to take a holistic 360 degree view of your, uh, your career and, and be honest with yourself and, and look to fix the gaps. And sometimes you may have to take a lateral move to take two or three steps forward. And, and you can jump from a manager to a senior director or even a VP if you're ready. I mean, you, you, can, you can do that, but you got to make sure you have the skill set to do that. Yeah, uh, titles are empty if you're um, not able to fill what the role's looking for. But if you can, uh, there are there are a few people who uh, who can make that jump because they've learned and they have that skill set um, to to make it work. 
No, that's. Uh, I mean, there's just more, more and more um, takeaways, which is which is really awesome. Please uh, keep them coming. <laughs> awesome, um, Rishi. Uh, the this the whole digital evolution. I mean, how now? I mean, sponsorship is broken up into so many different fragments. Right? Initially, I mean, it was quite easy. Okay, you have broadcast. There's broadcast coverage, but now there's engagement. There's online. The fans are talking during the games and so it's it's changed right over the years and and and, and obviously you uh, being at the forefront need to be up to speed uh, but at the same time you were, i'm guessing you have to educate the brands uh, you educate the league and and sometimes also try and educate some of the fans uh, uh, and and i mean tell us a little bit about that journey it, it must be really interesting because i know north america is is probably one of the most uh, uh, I would say organized uh, markets in in that sense, uh, but but also forward thinking, right? And, and and working with digital is really important. Yeah, and 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 it's 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 a great observation, and it's it's gotten much more important um, with 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 uh, the onset of the pandemic, right. where a lot of the leagues have um, we had we had to cancel our uh, our major event and playoffs. Um, in, in 2020 and this past season, uh, one of our leagues and we have three leagues here at the CHL. One of our leagues didn't play uh, because of the pandemic, and the other two played but without fans. And the CHL is a gate-driven league, um, and so um, over half of our revenue comes from 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 from, uh, from the gate, and so it, it was crippling for us. But in order to to retain our partners and um, provide value to our partners, we had to pivot and pivot hard into digital. And so I'd say five years ago, our digital revenue was probably 20, 25% of the business. Um, it's going to make up a significantly larger portion of it. Um, not only because that's the way people are, 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 are experiencing us and experiencing sports and experiencing, um, their entertainment. Um, uh, but, um, it, 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 people expect us to be there. And so we need to be there. And not only need to just be there because uh, that's table stakes, but come up with programming that um, can can be a competitive differentiator for us and for our partners. And so um, the amount of programs we've put together over the past 12 months are, are probably 2x what we've done um, the previous 10 years. And wow. so that's because we've had to pivot um, because when you're not playing, um, we need to provide value to our, our, our partners. And there's a lot of um choices out there um and we've been fortunate that our partners have been great um the, the vast majority of them have stuck with us um during some down times and, and we're just about to to have a start of our season here in october and and now's the time to reward them for their loyalty and reward our new partners as well um for sticking with us because uh um people are 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 are, are dying for connection are dying um mm -hmm. put their arm around together or one another at, at, at sporting events and to be on their edge of their seat and, and, and be a 45 year old man or woman uh, on the edge of your seat, having a drink in your hand, getting up and acting like a 10 year old kid at a, at a, at a, a sporting event. We're, we're craving that. And, and, and sports is going to come back roaring. Um, and, and it's going to be uh, something to, to, to behold. And, and I can't wait to, to be a part of it, but yeah, digital is, is something that um, isn't just, table stakes now it is something that um, um, we're expected to do and expected to be good at 
and and so we're uh, uh, we're we're well on our way. Uh, not there yet, but we'll get there. No, that's uh, that's so true. And 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 I think you you mentioned the word downtime, and 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 obviously a lot of the brands and corporates and organizations have seen uh, this this sort of downtime. But but you as a um, relationship guy, right? At the end of the day, you it's so key to have a good relationship with your sponsors, with your brands, because like you said, I mean, when the going stuff, if they stick with you, you know that you've done them right at some particular point of time. Uh, and, and, and I think sponsorship as in India, it's slightly different. It's very short term. I mean, there are some sponsors who come in for the long haul. Uh, but, but I know for a fact in, in North America that, that they look at it in in the long uh, uh, long run, and and I think that's important because sponsorship is key. You need to be able to develop the sport, the property, as well as the brand. All goes hand in hand, doesn't it? It's it's a good observation. Um, to me, a true to reach the the height of the benefits of sponsorship, you need three years. Um, the first year, and that's not the first two years um, aren't meaningful because they are. They're very meaningful. But by that third year, um, everyone knows the association and you're entrenched with our partnership and people associate you with the CHL or with uh, uh, the IPL or, or whatever it is. Um, the first year is getting your name out there, associating yourself with, with your partner. The second year is ingraining it. And by the third year, everybody knows that. And, and sponsorship is such a unique medium where it's a two-way uh, message where you can talk to one another as opposed to straight marketing and, and, and TV where it's just you're, you're consuming their content. There's no way for you to engage. And the beauty of sponsorship is, look, if you're a brand, um, uh, sports fans are affluent. And so um, they're, they're a desired demographic. And, and how to reach them is if you can show that you care about what they care about, which is sports, in a highly impassioned in, 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 in environment, they see your brand there. I mean, all of our, our stats show, I think something like 62% of our fans will support a partner of the CHL over um, a non-partner. And that shows, look, you care about what they care about. And that's the beauty of sponsorship. It's not cheap. It's, it, it, if you look at it just from a straight numbers perspective uh, and, 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 and you're, you're, you're pinching your pennies, then sponsorship isn't for you. But if you want to have a holistic real relationship with your fans sponsorship is the best and in terms of your, your other question in terms of relationships i mean when the pandemic hit everyone said man now is going to be the time to see how strong your contracts are and uh, <laughs> that, i'm like that's ludicrous to me what the pandemic is going to show is how strong are your relationships over the contract exactly. so if yeah. you have strong relationships the contracts are moot and you don't build. You can build relationships during a pandemic, but the real relationships happen prior when things are going well, and when you're there for them, and you answer questions, and you're frank with them, and you're authentic with them. And and relationships, people view them as commodities. I just view them as 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 friendships. And in business, you're, the line gets blurred, and it is all about business. But if you can um, can still have um, in the sponsorship world anyway, uh, a lot of my, my partners, uh, have become friends and, and one of the proudest things, um, for me, um, in my almost six years now at the CHL was 
uh, a good client of ours, uh, 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 just a, a decent, decent, decent uh, uh, a man, retired. And uh, we've built out a uh, program for, for them over, over the past four years. And uh, I, along with another colleague, were fortunate enough to be invited to his uh, uh, retirement party. It was done virtually, uh, but there with, with people he worked with for 30 or 40 years and still to, to, this, to this day was uh, heartwarming to be welcomed uh, uh, to that. And it just speaks to our relationship. And, and it was um, uh, a wonderful thing to be a part of. And, 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 and that's, that, that's beyond uh, sports and beyond whatever transaction we had. Uh, that to me was, 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 was what we're in the industry for, uh, to do great things together, to achieve um, their business objectives. Uh, and then also along the way, have a lot of rip roaring fun uh, and, and build a relationship that uh, that's gonna stand the test of time. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it's, it's so, so true. Um... Rishi, you, you've done your master's at, at Ohio. Um, wondered, I mean, we have a few, well, five to seven uh, minutes. Um, want to talk about sports business education. Uh, and primarily, see right now in the sports business, I, 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 you've seen it across multiple uh, decades where the roles, uh, the jobs are getting more specific. Um, and, and, and obviously, uh, so is uh, so our sports programs, but but what's your take on 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 sport? I know it's done good for you uh, in in terms of uh, changing a perspective and and getting you on the right track. But uh, I mean, any any particular thoughts on on sports business and and how you see it evolving in in the region that you're in? Yeah, uh, I I think you have to do research. I, as you can tell by my background, I'm a huge proponent of, of post-secondary education because it does help separate you. But there are some key things that I learned along the way that um, uh, I'm glad I did my research um, because right now, at least in North America, it looks like there are post-secondary schools popping up every other day. And, and it's one thing to say you have your degree because I mean, that would probably be uh, a separator to a certain degree. But the number one thing is you got to look for how practical is it? like, what are you looking to do? How are you going to define success? How are you, what do you want for your career? And then find the school that's going to get that for you. And so for me, uh, the thing I loved about Ohio was its network of, in the industry. I mean, we have a, a directory that's this thick of people um, in, in our alumni directory that um, are a who's who of the sports industry, not only North America, globally. And so the test is um, when, when I was going for my pre-interview at Ohio, they gave me the directory and they said, look, reach out to anybody in this book, in your email, put the subject Ohio University. And I guarantee within 48 hours, I'll get back to you. I'm laughing. I'm like, you, there's no way. I emailed the, the, the gentleman I read my story on, Kevin Abrams, uh, that, that got me to think about the school, at Ohio University. I remember typing it in when I was at TSN, um, hey, um, uh, Jim Kaler told me to reach out, um, to think about going to school, uh, as a fellow Canadian, can you give me 10 minutes within six hours? Here's my personal cell phone number. Call me, he gave me 45 minutes of his time. And that's the power of our school. Amazing. First thing they ask you, um, the first thing I was asked even before, uh, my executive director said, hello, was what are you going to do when you make it in the industry? What are you going to do to give back to this program and to the kids who are in your position now? And so 
that's all I needed to hear. I mean, that, that, that's what you, that not only you have the alumni directory, um, but um, people are passionate about giving back. And so I'd, 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 I'd suggest or, or, or recommend that do your research and know what you want and make sure you have um, uh, there's, there's practical usage to what your degree is because the degree is nice. The, the, whatever's on, on, on paper was going to differentiate you, but what's going to supercharge your, your career and help you along the way are help from the alumni, from the network. And it's probably a handful of schools uh, here that, that, um, uh, that do that. I know FIFA Masters, uh, which, which is, which is a, 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 a top three program uh, internationally every year, uh, is a great program um, uh, in North America here. Um, we, we've got uh, a few, few in Canada here and in, in, in Laurentian University and, and um, uh, potentially Brock. And then down south, there's uh, UMass, um, Central Florida, um, Oregon, a few others. But those are the ones that are established. So it's one thing to just do it online and get your program, your 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 degree, but know what you want. Um, and and if you know what you want, go hard for your school. Um, and and don't don't take no for an answer. And 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 it's gonna gonna help you along the way. It is to me. It's almost. A must-have now if you want to break into the industry uh, at a at a, a fairly high level um, to have that initially. It just makes those transition years from year one to five of your career uh, important. And, and another piece of advice that someone I got from uh, school told me uh, was: look, you get stick in the stick in the industry for five years. They go after five years, the fun happens, the financial rewards happen, uh, and your career starts to take off. And he goes, so many people quit after five years because that first five years is a rough slog. And I can attest to it. I mean, when I worked in my agency job those three years, I was miserable. Uh, but literally almost to the day when five years came, um, I, I, I pivoted to the CHL and um, the joy factor went up. Um, the financial rewards came in literally after five years. So if you can tough it out for those first five years, no, it's like having a baby. Those first 12 months are, um, but the rewards are a lifetime of joy and fun. Um, but those first 12 months are, are atrocious. Um, but you can get through those, uh, the rewards come. And in the sports industry, if you can get through five years, that's when the rewards come. So all you young students out there, uh, after after uh, five years, um, you stick it out, that's when the fun's going to happen. Awesome. No, that's that's superb, superb advice. Um Thank you so much, uh, Rishi. I, I, I know we can uh, talk about sport um, as, as, as long as we want. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 could, uh, I could talk your ear off, and uh, that's not good for anybody. Uh, so um, uh, now's a, a good time to, to probably end it or where we can talk until, uh, until dinner time. No, no. Uh, I, I, was, I was just going to say, no, thank you so much. I, uh, maybe a, a last question for our audience. I know I noticed you are also a mentor, um, right? And, and, and I think that you've, uh, you're part of a mentorship program. Just maybe a little thoughts on, on how mentorship is, is important. Uh, I mean, as a young professional or even, even, even for uh, people who are sort of in the middle of their career. Yeah, I mean, I had a few mentors, but nothing that was earth shattering. I mean, um, there, there was a few that helped guide me along the way, but um, I wish I always had a few mentors or 
um, people on my board of directors that I could reach out to. Um, so I think one-on-one -on -one mentorship is key. And, and to me, giving back um, to an industry that's given me so much is an absolute minimum I can do. And so if anybody reaches out to me at a minimum uh, on LinkedIn or, or, or whatever, I will respond back um, because it's kind of the right thing to do. And if someone reaches out, you give them that time. Where the frustrating part is if people reach out and they don't have a plan or um, they don't know what they're looking for, um, that's that's one thing. But if you're part of a mentorship program, the people who enter usually do um, have a plan. And, and uh, I know our connection happened through a mentorship uh, connection. Um, and um, uh, Amy's been, been unbelievable in terms of being prepared and knowing what he wants to uh, um, do and, and ask. Um, so he's been great. Um, but to me, if, if you're in this industry, I mean, we're so lucky, A, to be in the industry, um, but B, our job is to help groom and, and um, um, the next generation of, of talent. Um, that, that's, that's, that's kind of our job here. So um, I, 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 it's something I always want to do. And, and even when I'm a, a creaky old man at 75, I still want to want to want to do what I can to help um, develop and, and, and help grow and just provide any insights I can to, to, to them. And, and, and um, most people in this industry are, are open to it. A lot of people are working so hard, they don't have, have time to do it. But to me, it's something you make time for um, because uh, selfishly, I mean, uh, I get a lot out of it. it I learn so much from, from, from these guys and girls. It's, 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 it's wonderful to hear their new takes and their challenges to me um, on my ways of thinking. So it's so rewarding in so many ways that uh, I think everybody should uh, um, uh, um, at least do their part to give back. Awesome. Rishi, really appreciate you taking the time out. Um, it's been, been some, some really good pockets of, uh, of takeaways and, and advice for, for all our listeners. Uh, thank you again. Roop, I appreciate you. I appreciate the time. And uh, all the best uh, to you and, and Kite Talks in the future. Thank you for joining us. You can check out more resources and insights on our website, kitetalks.com. And of course, if you want to learn more about sports, sports business, leadership, much more, uh, check out sportscourses.com. Again, thank you and uh, enjoy.